0: welcome again to it doesn't take a genius conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view here are your hosts my friends max and marty i think that's mark and mike
1: yeah whatever
0: ramsey
1: marshall such a pleasure to see you yet again and oh. uh, and your friend michael scott for those uh, who are just listening Oh you got yes. Little, you have a little guest behind you.
0: Yes, yes, he's the regional manager,
1: <laughs> under
0: Mifflin. Uh, yeah, so, you know, when I think of great bosses, think of great coaches, I always think of Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the least caring, least empathetic person on the planet. <laughs> uh, which brings us to today's story. Yes. I am so excited. I actually had dinner with one of our two listeners, so uh, awesome. beyond excited. And as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, wait, I could write that off as a business expense.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I digress. So, <laughs> so I sit down, and, and it's, it's it's me and and our in our faithful listener, uh for anonymity's sake, let's just call him Mark B Butt. Uh, yeah. So I'm sitting down, with, sure. sitting down with Mark B Butt, and uh his wife tells me the story so yeah mark you know mark's coming in the house you know, every now and then he'll come in he's got his earbuds listening and then you know like a good wife she'll you know work to you know engage him in some sort of conversation of and course. he's like shh, 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 shh. Well, i'm almost done listening to mark and mike and I'm like, God, i just yeah, i got a little tear but like maybe bless some-
1: you mark bless you
0: yeah, yeah, some asbestos. Asbestos maybe got in my eye. I teared up a little. It was, uh, it was a beautiful thing to hear. So, and then uh, we're having dinner. You know, what's new in your life, kind of thing. And uh, Mark shares with me the story that 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 yeah, he's worked at this company. It's a it's a very prestigious, well known insurance company. You'd all know the name if we said it. Mm. And he's worked there for a number of years, and uh, he's leaving. So oh. Like uh, he's like, yeah, turning my resignation, I'm leaving. Uh, you know, I'm going somewhere else. And I'm like, all right, so you know, you're going to be a long haul trucker, uh, you know, offshore oil drill rig worker. What are you going to do? Right. He goes, no, oh, I'm going to do the exact same thing, only for this other insurance company. I'm like, oh, headhunting, right? Yeah, big mm-hmm. boost in income. He goes, no, I'm actually leaving and it'll be less money. Wow. So you're leaving in the company that you're established with. You've got tenure with that You've been with it for a while and you're going to go do the exact same thing for another company for less money. And he's like, exactly. I'm like hmm. brilliant career strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What am I missing here? And then he proceeded to tell me and and his wife, uh, and B, but, uh, she, uh, She's had you know some health issues and, and like I said, he's been working a number of years, had the same supervisor for a number of years. And it dawned on him at some point that that the supervisor doesn't even know his wife's name.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And you know and and he had shared you know some of the you know that he take he'd had to take some time off work and stuff, you know help his his wife with some some you know medical issues. And at no point, had the supervisor ever inquired about, you know, how's the spousal unit doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. know her name, but I could inquire about her, you know, your spousal unit's medical health. Yep. Um, and he said that that had never occurred. Hmm. And it was at that point that it dawned on him that uh, I'm not working for the right person. Uh, and uh, he made the decision to leave, which as we all know, uh, yeah, you know the the momentum of of being in a place. All right, this is a, an established company, successful. There's there's you know there's it's very stable. Yeah, and so you know an object of, in, in motion tends to stay in motion. Uh, and so he, you know, it'd been very easy for him to continue on the path that he's on, but he took the the huge step of, of you know reaching out, finding another place, and then and then making the decision to leave. Boy. And felt really good about it.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> which uh, you know, hats yeah. off to him for uh, you know that had to
1: week. have been freeing.
0: Oh yeah, it had to have been right. Well, you, you know, you know when you know you don't fit. Yeah, that uh, that I'm in a place that doesn't align with my values. Yeah, and we we talk about this all the time. Yeah, you, know, you want to find a place whose whose organizational values align with your personal values. And if we don't, there's this uncomfortable sense of, of I don't really belong here. Uh, yeah. the people around me think is important is not what I believe is important. And, and that gets uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so there's the extreme example of losing a really, really good hire. Um, and uh, I, I, it's funny, Mike, I just uh, published a, a blog post this morning uh, kind of related to this, uh, the uh, CEO of Hireology, which you know helps helps dealerships hire hire people, um, you know, had had some sort of dire predictions for what's about to happen on the sales floors, because you know it's about to get harder to sell again. It's about to get harder to sell again. You know, we we've, we've had the ability to be order takers for a while because of limited supply and so on, but you know, we we at some point demand will be less than supply. And, and it'll be, you know, sales professionalism that, that carries the day. And he said, you know, if, if all we've done is offer money, we're about to lose a bunch of people. So if if you're, if you're, um, if you're like this manager in another industry, a well-known company and making lots of money uh, get guaranteed um, and you got great compensation, there better be something else on the table. Besides that, or uh, the, the, the dysfunctions are going to catch up with you. Uh, I think the the number, I, I tried to pull it up uh, as we were getting going. I think the number is uh, for, the, for the big quit, the great resignation. Um, in September, we had 4.1 million Americans quit a job. And by the way, job openings are up to 10.7 million. So we got a lot of... <laughs> a lot of openings there's a lot of opportunities for folks to leave and go elsewhere in our industry or elsewhere uh, whatever your industry is um, this this we're what we're talking about today is a really serious topic
0: so Mark Bebutt will be excited to know he's part of the 4.1 million folks <laughs> who who had a perfectly good job and yep. then changed jobs. Yep. and so yeah, these aren't the the folks that are on the sidelines getting a job. these are folks who had a job and now they are they're, they're moving to a different company yep. and, and so this is this is this is huge and, and I think you're right. the uh, the when we when we say sales is going to get harder um, for those people not in sales, uh, it, it, it may shock you to know that things were pretty easy for the last two years. Mm-hmm. I've got two. Uh, you know, widgets, and I got 10 people wanting those two widgets. Yeah, uh, yeah. my sales expertise <laughs> was right. not really the question here. It was, yeah, who's going to pay full price first?
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah, whoever that was, and if that person didn't want to pay full price that I was talking to, the person behind them or the person behind them would gladly yep. take, you know, said widget. So. Yep uh now i you know we and we had this as a podcast the you know we used to meeting so we had this as you know we used to follow up with unsold prospects so we used to you know prospect we used to generate you know know, traffic and interest in our products uh, and all this stuff is going to have to be done again and i'm gonna do that in a place that fits my values and that i believe cares
1: and and meanwhile flip that around right we as managers used to do quite a few things to engage our employees, and we really need to start doing that again if we've if we've dropped some of that. I, I think the really big one there, um, and this this is what what I where I go with my blog post is, you know, show me that you care. You know, show me that you that you give a rip. Do do know my spouse's name? Mm-hmm. Do know how many kids I have? You know, do do know my hobbies? you know, do do something that shows you've got some sort of connection with me so that we have a relationship or, you know, it's, 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 it's much easier to leave someone who is treating you like you don't have a relationship, someone who's treating you like, you know, just a, a means to an end instead of a, a valued uh, person in their life. That's part of their team. Um, and, and that probably is a good place as any to talk about Gallup, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Gallup's got their their measure of employee engagement survey. They the Q twelve. So there's only twelve questions on this survey, and with these twelve questions, you know, Gallup being a, a polling organization, they're really good at this. Uh, they've distilled it down to twelve questions that tell you how engaged your
1: employees are. And, and it's predictive, right? I mean, this is the kind of thing that can tell. If, you know, that Based on your answers to this question, your organization's, your employees' answers to this question, I can make a, a pretty good prediction on how many people you're going to lose, how often they come in late, uh, how often they take sick days, et cetera, et cetera. This is a pretty decent measurement of, of how much you're actually getting out of your people, if you want to put it crassly.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How engaged are they? And in turn, how much of their uh, what we call discretionary effort are they giving? That's it uh, right. there's effort I have to give, the minimum I have to do to maintain my job. but excellence comes from when they give discretionary effort, that, that, that little bit extra that, that, that makes the customer experience better, that, that, that makes the, the client happier, that, that generates more revenue and income and, and those types of things. So, That's it. so 12 questions, uh, you know, some of them, you know, as you would expect, I know what is expected of me at work. Mm-hmm. Pretty important. Right. But a question that is surprising that, that's on here, uh, you, you know, there's there's very, you know, you know, plain questions like that, you know, you know, basic questions. But one of the key questions that speaks to what we're talking about is my supervisor or someone at work seems to care about me as a person. Yep. That's it. You answer that question, I, uh, good chance, uh, yeah, yeah, you're engaged, uh, you're not planning to leave, you're not seeking opportunities, maybe you're even defending off other opportunities. Uh, you know,
1: yeah.
0: every great employee in America now is being targeted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're really proficient at what you do, there's a good chance somebody's trying to woo you away.
1: 100%. And,
0: and if you're just a good worker, period, it may not even be in the, the field that you're currently in. Right. Uh, yeah. I know you're doing that, but you're awesome. Would you come over and do this completely different thing for us? Yeah. We can teach you that because uh, you know we, we see the type of person that you are, type of uh, employee team member that you are. That's so right. So my supervisor or someone at work, and this is an interesting word, you know, Gallup picks their words carefully, seems to care about me as a person. <laughs>
1: yep. We're not even going to say for sure they do, <laughs> yeah. but they sure seem to.
0: Yeah, it's like, wow, I'm pretty think much think maybe yeah, kind of they do yeah excellent that's a that's a win. that's enough. we'll take it yeah, we'll take that yeah uh, so yeah, they seem to care about me as a person and, and you know we've talked about you know in the old days we used to talk about yeah you know you leave your troubles at the door, leave your home life at yeah. the door, you show up to work to work you know, and how ridiculous that was
1: yeah. uh, you know well, and and it never happened.
0: Right. Right. It never happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the ridiculousness. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, when you hire somebody, you're hiring the the whole person yeah. and, and if they're struggling at home, they're probably going to struggle at work and vice versa. So uh, yeah, just this opportunity. So, so thinking about, uh, you know, we, we've, we've got, uh, you know, we've talked about positive interview questions. Here yeah. are some questions that you could sit down and ask your team member all right, so you know what 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 you know what's important to you. You know what are your, your career goals? What are your personal goals? Things like that. And you know we've we've taught this for for a number of years. One thing that is different here now is you know I, I sit down with a manager and I say, all right, so do you know these things about your people? And they go, absolutely, I know. You know, I know what's important to them. I know their personal and career goals. Fantastic. So when was the last time you guys talked about this? Well, you know, it's been a couple of years. Well, mm-hmm. and then the question I always ask is, did your priorities change in the last two years coming, you know, through the yeah. pandemic? And yeah, you know, we saw a huge uptick in the the sale of bicycles and RVs, and our national yeah. parks were full. People right reprioritized their lives. Yep. Have you talked to your employees? recently to find out what are their what's important to them what are their career and personal goals Uh, because there's a good chance that maybe they had the same epiphany a lot of other people did and that's changed
1: that's that's exactly it and um and it's interesting that you know one of the q12 questions also has to do with growth right Um, um i've had opportunities at work to learn and grow Mm -hmm. and and uh, another one about um, someone's talked to me about my progress right so again those are ways to show not tell um, and and I suspect that those are priorities that are going to stick no matter what right wherever they're at they want to grow they want to 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 do better and continue to excel whatever whatever that means to them right whatever growth means to them that employee and uh, that's a priority that's probably going to stick but you better show it instead of Tell it, right? You you better go have that conversation and sit down because there's the kind of thing that's going to demonstrate care. That's that's why somebody seems to care as your manager because they're having those kind of conversations with you. What are your priorities now? How do you want to grow? What is it that uh, you'd like to see happen?
0: Well, and I think the the you know supervisors, managers, leaders they always tell me, you oh, know, it's not that big a deal. It's just me. Uh, you know they talk about that when it comes to recognition and caring yep. and things like that it's like no it's 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 you in a role and in a role as a leader yep. uh, these are the the things that they know you're the busiest person in your department you're the busiest person in right. your company and if you carve out time to sit with me and talk about what's important to me uh, then that's the greatest investment you can make. Cause I know that you could be in a hundred different places talking about a hundred different topics right now. And that your time is, you're the busiest person in the department. So your time is incredibly valuable and you're spending it having this great conversation with me. So even if you're not good at the conversation, we can help you. We supply you with some questions. Even if you're not good at that, just carving out the time uh, and, and spending with your people and Here's the, here's the bottom line. If you're not talking to your people, I guarantee you someone else is. Yep. You know, they're asking them the same questions you should be asking, right? Yep. Okay, so what's, your, what's the best part of working there, right? Yep. What's the most frustrating part of working there?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You could change one thing about where you currently do, what would it be? Mm-hmm. You know, and these are all good recruiting questions. Yep. I'm going to surface your pain, and then my solution to your pain would be, "Come on over here. Yep, <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Run away from that. Come over here where it's all you know, rainbows, and unicorns, and and and, and yep. pretty colors. So, um, yeah, people are having those conversations with your people, uh, and. Yeah, it's, it's imperative. It was always important, probably more important now than ever.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. If we're about to go into a recession or, or your particular industry is about to hit a downward part of its cycle, man, you want the right people on the bus that are going to be those people that give discretionary effort, that are going to go the extra mile to, to keep things afloat with you. So there's there's never been a better time to start having these conversations or to restart having these conversations uh, than than right now.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and the most terrifying part of this is is the bad people, uh, the low performers in your organization will not leave. Right. Nobody's calling them. <laughs> right. right. Nobody's, nobody's headhunting them. Nobody's, and and they're they're pretty sure they're in over their head anyway. So they're not they're not going anywhere. They're sticking around.
1: I was working with a Fortune 10 corporation, where uh, one of the insiders, uh, I, I was uh, at a convention and he was going through the lunch line with me, and he said, "All all the good people are leaving." This was during the Great Recession. He said the 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 people at the top and the people at the bottom have left, and we have a bunch of middle managers who know how to navigate our corporate bureaucracy because we're a big Fortune 10 company. It's it's painful. And we're stuck with mediocrity. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. And I started oh, yeah. to see, you know, all these bad headlines for that particular company. And I realized, like, oh, I'm seeing the they, they are reaping what they sowed with that one. So, yeah, for goodness sake, if, it, if it's true for a Fortune 10 company with that many people, it's going to be true for your little organization with, you know, your little department with, you know, pick pick the pick the team that you're talking about. But that this is this is how life works right now. And you better go have some conversations.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and Gallup tells us this in another Gallup uh, research report, uh, when asked you know great companies, uh, when they looked at fantastic companies, high performing companies, they asked the managers, who do you spend fifty percent of your time coaching? Yeah. And they said, top performers, right. Which is almost the opposite of what we typically tend to do, which is focus on the the people underperforming That's or the it. chronic, you know issue type folks. Yep. Um, Gallup says, yeah, if you're a top organization, you're spending 50% of your coaching time talking to your thoroughbreds, your horses, you, you, you know, yep. your producers, and, and you think, you know, and the, the pushback I get from that so often is, well, you know, I just let the horses run, you
1: yeah. know, well, they'll run all right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, and then the, uh, the and we've talked about this, right. The first serious conversation I have with one of my horses is when they come up and tender their resignation.
1: Yep. And I go,
0: oh, well, I had no idea anything was wrong.
1: Yeah, and but, that's on you, Mr. Manager.
0: Yeah, Manager. Uh, yeah, we're not, we haven't talked in a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you might have picked up on those those cues. So, m- multiple reasons to do this uh, in this changing world, this changing economy, this changing workforce. So, uh, yeah, if you need some help. Uh, let us know. We're happy to do that. We'll put a, we'll put a link uh, to the positive interview coaching questions. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can tackle those and uh, yeah, see where these conversations take you. I think you might be surprised uh, at you how know, beneficial they are.
1: Speaking of help, Mike, we needed help with voiceover work. And it turns out that for decades, we have known a top voiceover artist with his own uh, digital studio at home. Um, And I just want to let him, as usual, close out our episode. Take it away. So go ahead and tweet that.
0: Or share it any other way you want. As always, there are no rights reserved, no trademarks, no copyrights. Share it if you want to. And join us next time on It
1: Doesn't Take a Genius.